Welcome to the 255th episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast where two professional quiz masters talk about how to write and host great, great pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite questions of the week. My name is Quizmaster Lee, great, great, and great. as usual, I'm joined by fellow master great, of the great, quiz, great. Mark Davis. Great, 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 great trivia. How are you? That's what we're here to deal in today. We're not here to fuck around with some piddly shit. No, no, no. We're here to talk about how to write and host great pub trivia. Great, great, great. Great, great, great. And we have a great, great, great guest in Captain Nick Williams. What's up, buddy? Welcome back to the pod. Yabba dabba do. Oh, that's a nice original catchphrase that you uh, <laughs> bring with you. I like yeah, that. Yeah, you're gonna want to put a. No, I know. actually, I you know, I'm not gonna lie. I I asked my wife on the, before I came over here, and I was like, "Hey, what's a good like little intro I can do?" Everybody has their own original intro, and she goes, "Yabba dabba do," and I go, "What?" Oh my <laughs> gosh, a lot of thought went into this. I, I like know. that. That's good, man. Yeah, Thanks not, for joining us. Today. Not too original. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I had something interesting happen this week, and I wanted to actually get both of your perspectives as a player and a quiz master. Uh, I had a regular player blurt out the final answer to a quiz this week pretty loudly. Ouch. Now, Nick, what would you think about that? How how does that make you feel? If you were like at this trivia and somebody else blurted out the final answer. Mm, I'd reckon you get a good sock in the mouth for that one. (laughs) Okay. We do not condone condone violence. I yeah, said not sock. in our trivia. I said sock. You, you know, you're not like saying nice that I'm going to hit somebody sock. over this, Something are big. you? No, I just, here, listen, I, I'm not going to condone violence. Obviously, nobody's going to walk up and be like, oh, I can't believe you did that and go punch him in the face. But come on, it's the last question, and you just blurted out. Did he, is this a person who comes a lot to? Trivia? Yeah, this is a regular player, actually. Ooh. That's what, what made it so surprising. Jeez. So, and what I wanted to ask you, Mark, is what what would you do? What What would your penalty be for something like this, sir? How would you deal with this situation if it was a regular player that was maybe a little too much in their cups and let that answer fly? So it was just like a, a just a natural reaction. They just blurted it out because they then, knew it. They were just like, uh-huh, and then covered and then up their, their mouth hand over their yep, mouth. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, so they caught themselves right away. Yeah, but they but, got the whole answer out. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I would enough. I would obviously ask another question, and then um, I might make it so they can't play the last round. Or no, the it was the question. final question. That was a yeah. Point, yeah. So you would take away their points for I that question, so. the whole team's points. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Now the last question, though, because you, with your last question, you can make a bet. Do you make it so they can't make the bet, but they can still, or do you change? I think changing the question is definitely a. a well, that's gotta happen. I'll tell that's you. Under normal circumstances, I would have written a new question, but I'll admit that this. This particular question you're very proud of. I would no, <laughs> I would argue was so easy actually. I made a I had a very difficult quiz this night. So what I did was I made a easier final question, it's kind of an equalizer to not put so much emphasis on a difficult final question because there were several difficult questions throughout the entire quiz. And the category lended itself to an easy answer. It was pop culture was what mm-hmm. was requested. So I went with the uh, current events of news of the week. And the answer happened to be the blind side. I'm sure you guys are, oh, yeah. you know, know about, about the that. Michael Ower story mm-hmm. and his conservatorship yeah. and stuff. So the question was, what was the movie that he claims he's misrepresented in or his story's misrepresented in? And one of my players said, blindside! <gasps> and you got blindsided. Yeah. And I, it was loud, but I knew that not every team heard it, but there was several around me that heard it. And 
I just said fuck it because <laughs> honestly, this was a chaotic trivia night already. Oh, so you were already like at your last. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to get into Lee. this. I didn't. I didn't mean to get into Lee, this. But Lee, oh, you're getting Lee. into it. Now. I do not like that at all. <laughs> no. I got. I got a little lazy here at the end. Mm. But what had happened was, um, I showed up to my outdoor trivia event, and once again, got rained on, mm-hmm. and it was a little bit worse this time. I would say <laughs> more rain, <laughs> more rain. Mm. Uh, interestingly enough, the forecast had a much lesser percentage chance of rain than the first time it happened, but we had to break for about 20 minutes midway. And, uh, what ended up happening was we went right up to closing time, you know? So we were, ba- I was basically running very late as it was. Cause I had to reset up all my stuff and, you know, very thankful to fathoms, you know, they were very helpful and like helping move stuff and stuff like they that. They even and made a little Facebook post thanking they you. They did. They, yeah. g- they gave me a shout out too because it was, it was just a difficult night. There. They're it was, really good people. Yeah. There. It was a difficult night. But um, yeah, I got a little lazy here at the end. I was, after all this, you know, after, mm-hmm. you know, 20 oh. minute rain delay. And I would say not every team stayed, but I had like maybe only three teams, like maybe like, uh, you know, 15% of my teams left throughout all this the rest like relocated and it and just waited goes around. against all your scruples i know it does but if man, there's anybody was... that you were to ask me who's one quiz master you know <laughs> who would not let this shit fly when only select people but it, it's even worse that only some teams heard the answer mm-hmm. let me ask you this did anybody get the last question wrong uh, i don't think so mm-hmm. maybe though let's see you might want to check the switch on that microphone Make sure you hear this right. While he's looking this up, I'll tell you that we were having some microphone difficulties. <laughs> Lee asked me uh, three or four times if a certain switch was on my microphone, and I said yes. I even used my flashlight to look, and this motherfucker had the guts and the balls and the cojones <laughs> the to come bags. up and, and to look up on my microphone to make sure that the that, that switch was flipped. Oh, he Every, did not believe a single word. Amazing. Everybody got it right. <laughs> oh, okay. An answer well, sheet. Okay. Which is almost what I suspected would happen. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I just I'm, like I'm going to say I'm surprised too, Lee, that you kind of didn't. You, you, okay, well, no. what do you guys think my penalty should be? Because <laughs> I was, I came in here asking what you thought that the penalty no. for the team would be, but you don't get penalized, my friend. Yeah, you don't get penalized. You got a, you one. You had a lot to deal with, and obviously, this outdoor venue now, as uh, you know, of course, is is hard to deal with with all that rain, and if you get thunderstorms, and it's uncovered. I should add too, and yeah, and as I mentioned a few weeks ago, I brought a tent once, and it yeah. blew away in the wind. Yeah, it looked like Wizard <laughs> of Oz. <laughs> Um, I mean, you know, I would say at the very least they 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 should have had some penalty, five points, something. At the most, they should not be able to to do the last to do that last, last uh, thing, betting, right? But I mean, if other team, if you know other teams heard it, no matter what it is, I would think that you would need a new question for sure. I think I think if you weren't going to do a new question for sure, just don't allow them to bet that. Was it twenty points? The thing is, is they gave points? the answer to whoever's around them. Well, then that's their penalty. <laughs> but you know? I mean, but it, it's it hurts it other tables that didn't hear, right? Mm-hmm. But if those people had no clue what it was, they didn't that they make their own decisions on how much they're going to bet, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, if. I, I'd say it's relatively obvious that if yeah. Lee changes the question, especially. Which I should have done. Yes. You're right about that. You're right. But I uh, I got lazy and, you know, don't do what I did. 
do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Okay. That's old advice that usually works out, right? Yeah. yeah. No, no, it doesn't. No. I don't think it does. Um, we, we learned a lesson just from learning, you know, after you learned that lesson, we learned a lesson as well. What's that? That sometimes I can get lazy and I'll reuse the same question? No, we already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't believe a word I say yeah, when I say exactly, that. Exactly. That's the lesson switch. learned. <laughs> We asked uh, on the Discord what the penalty should be. Fade to one writing, make him sit and wait while you formulate a more difficult question that pisses off everybody and have them direct their hatred directly towards him by singling him out. Mm, (laughs) Steve had some, uh, I would say, a little bit more sage advice, maybe. Less uh, um, malicious advice, definitely. Tricky. You don't want to totally crush them, but you want it to stick. Forfeiture of the round might be on the border between too harsh and impactful enough. So Steve is suggesting a little bit further than what you suggested, Mark, not just like taking away the points for the final question, but also like the entire round. I mean, it's got to be there's, you know, and I feel bad, especially with someone who goes all the time and, you know, isn't like that. But but for someone who goes all the time, they know better than anybody else there. So, yeah, where do you for sure? I, I, I definitely agree with you. But I mean, I also think that if they've gone 50 times and they've never done it, it shows that it really was like an oopsie. Yeah. And you know, I mean, it happens. I mean, we all get excited and especially if someone at the table, you know, usually doesn't have the answer, but then does. And I don't know if that's the case with this person. It has to be very exhilarating to be like, I know this, like, and I can get it out first. And, uh, you know, as opposed to a table you've never seen before, it's like, well, maybe these people are just idiots, but people forget that playing trivia one of the big parts of it is being able to suss without anybody else hearing, you know, being very, very tight knit. And, Mm -hmm. um, when you're at a lot of places like, like at fathoms or at nice guys where a lot of tables are right close to each other, um, you know, you have to be careful while you're going through answers. And there's some teams that will write them down exclusively. Like they don't want any Mm -hmm. chat, you know, any chatting going on between. So, well, and I, in you know, with the recent change in Lee's uh, trivia, with now there being no limit to the groups, mm. it's going to be hard for larger groups. I can only imagine where they're like trying to like you have the guy down play a game of telephone. Yeah, exactly, yeah. trying to get it down. Also, make sure those uh, teams do not have the negative twenty switch <laughs> on their microphone. <laughs> And Lee will come by and he will check to see whether or not it's set to the negative 20. I will. You know, what's interesting enough is this team with the shout out answer is the same team that had the, the phones and cages first about it. Oh, the oh wow. Okay. No. Well, I think wow. we're seeing a recurring <laughs> yeah. pattern here. I think you need to start uh, blocking them from all no nonsense events. I don't know about that. You we'll see though. We'll you, see if they shout out the answer again. Blake should have put them in a cage. Blake, <laughs> Blake added something that was similar to uh, what you ended up with here, Nick. Maybe everyone gets points for the question except that team, and they also get deducted the value of the question. So that's, Ooh, that's getting interesting. deducted the value of the question mm-hmm. is good. Um, it's got to be harsher than no points because that's what the penalty is for using your phone. Right. And I would mm. I would assume that this is a, a worse infraction in my scale. You know of how impactful it could be to use your phone to cheat is bad because it inflates your score, but to give everybody the answer not only disrupts the balance of the quiz, but it forces the quiz master to, if they're honest, you know, to writing a new question. Well, and <laughs> and also the most important question of all, the last one, which you can bet on. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Let me ask you: this, Did this team win? No, and that's that's how I ended up dealing with it. Is I basically just disqualified them from winning prizes. You know, because okay. I didn't know okay. if it would be fair to uh, you know 
you know, they did know the answers to the rest of the questions. And, you know, it's not the rest of the team's fault necessarily that this player shouted out or blurted out an answer. But since, uh, you know, they ended up, I think, in sixth place overall. So it didn't ultimately matter. But what I was going to do was just say, you know, these are your points. You can have them for our records and stuff, but you're DQ'd, yeah. you know, for, for getting any kind of prizes. I like, I like that you did that. I like mm-hmm. that you kind of t- took away any prizes that they could win. That's And it's, it's very hairy territory. I just want to say it's very hairy territory because <laughs> if one of the teams around them did not know the answer and were one of the teams that won a prize, mm-hmm. you want to sit there and go, well, it was so easy. There's no chance they didn't know it. But then it's like, well, then why? That's kind of why I don't have easy questions mm-hmm. by and large, because it's like, well, if everyone's going to know it anyway, the only real reason for it to be there is so people don't hear zero at the end of the round. Right. And that's it. But to have it as your last question, it's a sticky wicket, my friend. I, yeah, I took a risk. Basically I, it was the perfect storm almost because (laughs) it showed me also that just having an easy last question would, you know, increase the risk of somebody blurting out an answer because the more people that obviously know it Mm -hmm. and it, it being such a high value question, I, I definitely should have probably picked a uh, a different you know maybe a bit more difficult question even if it was the same subject matter but I do I was I was feeling you know sympathetic towards my players because I knew that there was going to be a few five pointers on there that were going to be super super difficult as there were um, I do have a tendency especially in later rounds if I'm asking a question it was easy if I've seen people walking in. When I ask it, I usually will say, and just a reminder, we're writing down answers. Mm-hmm. We're not mm-hmm. screaming them yeah. out because I know that people will get overly excited because right. they get to yell out the Beatles or whatever. Yeah, the quiz right. master must always have eyes looking around. Yo, I don't usually. <laughs> There's the one thing I can see is people walking in. Well, obviously, I had a exciting week at Trivia. How about we go over our weekly wrap-up, though, and go into the details on our scores here? Sure. At Ollie's Pub this week, quiz number 555 started with butt plugs in the frontmost position for once. Frontmost position? Before just the tips, and as you wish, tied for the lead in round two, with tips pulling ahead by the end of the quiz, taking first place with 127 points. We are out of Naranganzet with 95 points, and as you wish, in third with 78 points. At Pointy Bell Brewing Company for quiz number 556, we saw many teams bringing a strong effort with Spartans, ending up at the top of the group in first place with 137 points, a really high score, and it was their first ever victory in uh, four attempts. So congratulations to them. Marcy's Meetup in second with 128 points, and Open Shart Surgery in third with 125 (laughs) points. And at Fathom's Restaurant and Bar, a thrilling quiz number 557 started with hook, line, and drinkers picking up an early lead before seeing fierce competition in round two by bilge blowers and seacocks, MJ's Peeps, the Misfits, and Honey Badgers, who all gained significant ground. By the end, it would be bilge blowers and seacocks who would sail to triumph, earning their first ever first place victory at No Nonsense Trivia with 116 points. Honey Badgers securing second place with 110 points, and MJ's Peeps in a close third with 109 points. That's what happened at No Nonsense Trivia Live this week. Mark, how did trivia go at Nice Guys Pizza? Trivia went very well. Penis Pied Pipers winning the first round with 30 <laughs> points. The second round uh, went to... Who the hell did it go to? The second round with 46 points... 
uh, went to Whiskey Tango, playing from afar, but locally, with one point less, 45 points, uh, went to Toe Jam. The last round, the last question, which was uh, one that I, I might try and ask this week, we'll see. Uh, I've been, I'm a couple weeks back, but I'm very, very excited to ask it. Uh, going to Ronald Reagan's grave is a gender neutral bathroom with 62 points locally. However, Whiskey Tango got 91 points, one overall. Um, Whiskey Tango sent a late answer for the last question of the first round and then sent it to me, but after they had submitted their, their initial answers. So they were like, do you, did you accept it? And I was like, no, I'm sorry. You know, I was, I hadn't gotten to reading it yet, but at that, you know, after people submit, I have to automatically assume that they might be looking up answers and stuff. Yes. Now, I've described this as uh, chess rules where you can't take your hand off. The, yeah. Once you take your hand off the piece, you know, yeah. it's, it, you're committed. And that's, that's how I generally operate too, is once your answer sheet is in, don't come up and then start asking for it back. Yeah. Lisa know? gave me a big eye roll. And of course I knew, you know, she was being legit about it. And uh, she gave me a big roll, eye roll and I said, don't worry, you're still going to win. And uh, sure enough, <laughs> they, they did handle Without surprise. By around 30 points. So congratulations, Lisa. Yes. And Adam. And if you missed it and you'd like to join us for trivia soon, we're at Ollie's Pub mm. in Cape Coral on our new night of Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. We hope you can join us then for opportunities to win Ollie's gift cards. Free cards! Which you could use at the bar on one of their signature sandwiches. This week, they had uh, the Three Little Pigs a pork sandwich. It was a roast pork, sliced ham, and bacon on a Cuban bread with Swiss and mustard and pickles. Oh, Chef's kiss. Oh, it was damn. delightful. Oh, oh, damn, dog. Oh, you could try that and the many Ollie-licious Sean offerings. Sean didn't have to stun on them like that. <laughs> For real. <laughs> you can try that and many Ollie-licious offerings off the menu at Ollie's Pub every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. when we have our weekly quiz and this week at Ollie's, we have a special prize. We're giving away two tickets to our winners to 454 Live. Mm. Artisan Trash, in association with DLC, is bringing Rising Star 454 to the 239 for an unforgettable experience on Saturday, August 26th at the Sydney and Byrne Davis Art Center. The Dead Link Click, mm -hmm. not downloadable content. Wow. Right. 454 was notably featured on the 2022 song Sanjuro. Do you guys know who the uh, main artist is on that track? Mm -mm. It's a hip-hop track. Flow Rida. No. I don't know. Denzel Curry. Mm. Denzel Curry. Like him. So along with 454, see additional performances from Terry Prassum, Ike Offline, Last Minute, Joseph Fields, and Kid Quest. At the Sydney and Burn Davis Art Center in Fort Myers, Florida, Saturday, August 26th, and come out to Ollie's Pub Tuesday, August 22nd to compete to win two free tickets. What a great prize. Yeah. And Wednesdays, mm. we're live at Pointy Bell Brewing That's Company. That's just one day we've been through. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. The fun keeps rolling because Wednesdays, we're live at Pointy Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida for a no nonsense trivia challenge based on your category requests. <laughs> Please join us. Are you okay? Keep reading. All right. Mark needs it. Please join us for your opportunity to win some free beer. All right. He's, oh, he's holding that in. And this is just categories for next week's quiz. And to enjoy God-tier smash burgers. Smash burgers. Smash, smash. <laughs> From our weekly food vendor. Come play our weekly quiz at Pointy Bell Brewing Company starting at 7.30 p.m. every Wednesday. And on Thursdays. 
We're back in Cape Coral at Fathom's Restaurant and Bar, where we will be anchored down with many uh, heavy sandbags. Yeah, bring your umbrellas. No, we will, uh, you know, we're going to take those forecasts a little bit more seriously. If there's any chance at rain at all, we're going to set up at the French press next door. And the Fathom servers will run food and drink over to you there. So they'll they come. will literally run. They will jog it over there. Bring your they've, galoshes. They've got ponchos. They've got umbrellas. We'll get you some dry food. Don't you worry. But we're at Fathom's on Thursdays, rain or shine, where we'll be offering Fathom's gift cards. Free cards. For first, second and third place at our new weekly quiz event. Come enjoy some perfect pub provisions alongside our quiz based on your category requests at Fathoms in Cape Coral on Thursdays at 6.30. That one's starting a little earlier than our others. Mm-hmm. And, of course, every week in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's Trivia on Wednesdays at Nice Guys Pizza or on Zoom starting at 8 p.m. For a link to the Zoom meeting, check the show notes or visit bit.ly slash trivia. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash trivia. And you can uh, join him on Wednesdays for free stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, including Facebook, Instagram. This is very important. This one. X, Threads, and Reddit. Uh And join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts, streams, and events. Join us. Won't you? All right. Tell them. That was nice. Oh, yeah. We've got an announcement here, actually. What? An announcement? Yeah. yeah. We're going to be taking down our Spotify feed. Yay! Wait, what? Uh, no, what? No. Wait, what? Wait, what? Oh, no. Give me a bedegda. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> actually, it's a good thing because we're going to be putting up a new Spotify feed. Oh, thank so we're going to be swapping one for another. We have to take the other one down, though, because there is integration with Patreon. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, you'll be able to hear all of our bonus content and stuff within Spotify for Spotify listener. People have wanted this for a long time. I know, and I know a lot of people it. listen on Spotify, and it might be a little bit difficult to go to Patreon and listen to the bonus content there. It's a little out of the way and stuff like clicks. that. Too yeah, many clicks. Yeah, so this Too is going f- to this is going to fully integrate Patreon with a Spotify feed. So if you regularly listen on Spotify and you see that our feed goes missing, just search for No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, and the new feed will pop up, and you can follow us on that. And if you are a Patreon supporter. Again, this is going to be way easier for you to access the uh, bonus content and the full archive of episodes. So easy. Yeah. So easy. Even a caveman can do it. We're working on that tagline. I think that's in Yabba Dabba Doo territory <laughs> yeah, as far yeah. as uh, IP right. goes. But how about we take a break? And around the same time period. Yeah. Those oh, are, you see what? an interesting connection there. Yeah. All right. It's a bit of a callback. This has grown on me a little bit. <laughs> Let's take a little break. And yes. then uh, we'll come back with our first round of trivia with Captain Nick Williams. Okay, we're back, Mark. Give me a question now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> Here's your first question. Daikon and muli are types of which vegetable? Daikon and muli, M-O-O-L-I, are types of which vegetable? Daikon and muli. But you said of which type of vegetable? 
They're types of oh, which vegetable. Types mm-hmm. types of which vegetable. So I've got an inclination here that it's either a radish or a turnip. Are those the same thing? Because uh, if not, we're in trouble. You know what? I don't think they're the same thing. Aren't radishes smaller than a turnip? Are turnips white? Yeah, you're right. Turnips, I think, are bigger now that you right. mention it. No? Yeah? I think so. But but though that would be around the same class of vegetable, right? They're basically a, what do they call that? A rooted? Or, tuber? Are they tubers? Tu- tu- tubers? Are they? I don't know. A honestly. carrot would be a tuber. As would a potato and a potato, yam. Potato, yams, mm-hmm. all that. Um, you pull them out of the ground. Mm. Okay. So you're saying we should go a tuber? <laughs> well, <laughs> Just well, cover all well, our bases? I mean, no, but what were, what were the names again of the? Daikon. And Mooli, M O O L I. My only fear with that is that they could maybe they're not tubers, but they're something else. Yeah, you know, another general classification. Can you? You're so good at breaking down words. Does any of those words, daikon or Mooli, seem like something that would be hanging or something to be buried? You're much better at that than me. I am certain that a daikon is something that comes out of the ground. Okay, and it's so. either a radish or a turnip. That's I, I've never heard of a Mooli, but I've heard of daikon before. As an ingredient, and uh, it's synonymous with either a radish or a turnip. Daikon is only for radish and turnip. That specific. I've never heard of a muli, so I can't comment on All that. Right. But I, I'm. What I'm about just, what about like um uh what is it? What, I always get them mixed up. What it, shallots and green onions or something? Aren't they the same thing? I or? think they are. I think a shallot is just like a, a fully maturated green onion. Like it's mm-hmm. you know left to grow and. You know, turn into a huge onion-like thing. Well, you know, without you know digging this hole too deep here, so uh, to speak, so to speak. Um, yeah, let's. I'm fine with radish and turnip. I mean, they're. I know they're two different things, well, but but which one? I guess you're well, not familiar with daikon. No, I'm not. Are you kidding me? I don't. I I eat vegetables. <laughs> I don't research them. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I I'm no dissatisfied. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, okay. Well, if you know for a fact it's in the ground, and oh, sorry, I, I maybe I'm my brain let's is go just with radish. Okay, let's go with the radish. That's fine. Whatever. That's fine. Radish. Radish is correct. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> Those are both root vegetables. Okay. But I was. It was. You, radish you wanted was radish. Yes. You didn't. You wouldn't have been satisfied. With root vegetables as an no, answer. No, I would not have been. Mm. If somebody wrote down root vegetables, what would you say? What would you do? I would not answer it. I would say no. You, so, would, you would say that well, wasn't specific enough? Yes. Well, hold on. So radish is called by both of those names? Well, I mean, it's so it's a it's a type. Like how right. there's like Napa apples and... Oh, gotcha, gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. It's a variety. Yeah. I've never heard of radishes being moules. Mooly. Moolies. 90s movies is my first category for you guys. Okay. After the Blues Brothers, what 1992 comedy became the second movie to be based on a series of sketches from Saturday Night Live? After the Blues Brothers, admittedly an 80s movie, 1980. What 1992 comedy became the second movie to be based on a series of sketches from Saturday Night Live? You said series of movies? Or no, series, just series one, of sketches. Just one yes. movie, it, series of sketches. Based yeah. on a series of sketches. The first thing that comes to mind, and I'm thinking like 
obviously I have to like put my mind frame in early nineties here. Um, I was thinking like everything in my, was it, what's the, um, he plays the guy who's like, gets all the ladies, steals people's ladies. Um, Oh, what's that character's um, name? Tim Meadows. Yeah. Tim Meadows plays him. Um, I know who you're talking about, but I don't think that's it. The ladies man, ladies man, yeah. ladies man. And then there's Corky Romano. That's all much, much later, though. That is later. What was there? Uh, I think the answer is Coneheads. Oh, yes. Now, yes. it might be... It might be Wayne's World. Ooh. But I think Coneheads came out before Wayne's World. I'm not sure. No, the first Wayne's World came out, I want to say, earlier than 92. No? There was also It's Pat. Yeah, but... There were a bunch, bunch of them. They, I mean, that was that was the huge, I think, breakout of SNL. Like when you had so many movies coming out of characters based off of that show. But those were all series. Those were all, all based off of a series of sketches. Mm-hmm. Can there you could na- be a fourth. Can other you really name cool of another one? one? So we got Coneheads. It's Pat. Those are right up there, kind of with the right. So it's Pat on. had Ween on it at the end. I think it's Pat may have came out a little bit later. I know Ween's been around for a long time, but I think it's Pat may have been like more like 95, 96. When did Wayne's world two come out? Cause that can kind of base us a little bit. Well, yeah. I I mean, we're, I don't know when either of those came out to be honest with you. Um, but Coneheads is interesting because that's a very old sketch. Yeah. I mean, it's Dan Aykroyd. Jane so when they Curtin. made the movie, this was years probably that they had this sketch going on. Yeah, but I know that um, Chris Farley was in the Coneheads movie. Yeah, there were a lot of the '90s cast. Mm-hmm. I, I feel pretty good about Coneheads. I I agree with you. I, I'm I I think Coneheads is a strong answer. All right, we're gonna we're gonna say Coneheads. Fuck. I should have fought more. I'm sorry. The answer is Wayne's World. Oh. Coneheads in 1993, Wayne's World in 1992. Well, we were one year off. I mean, yeah. you know. It's Pat Wait. in yeah. 1994. Okay. Uh, the Blues Brothers 2000 in 98. Yeah, we don't need to talk A about that. A Night at the Roxbury also in 98. Yeah. We yeah. overlooked uh, Stuart Saves His Family in 1995. Okay. Um, Nobody cares about Stuart. <laughs> He cares about himself quite a bit. I Thank know. you very much. <laughs> He's good enough, doggone it, and people like him. And uh, Superstar in 1999. Oh, yeah. Uh, I knew yeah, that was a little too late. Uh, you were right, though. I think all the ones that would have been mentioned were thought of. I mean, like, they were 90, late 90s. 92, 93, 94. Yeah. The, three that I, the main yeah. three that we mentioned. Yeah. So. And then there were two more in, uh, there was one in the year 2000, The Ladies' Man and McGruber in 2010. Those are the yeah. SNL movies based on sketches. Corky Romano, an original character for the movie, not a uh, Saturday Night Live character. Oh. Really? Yes, just a huh. a uh, Chris. Uh, I mean, they didn't make a movie about him Katan. being that weird, rabid creature that would just chew on a mango. mango. Mango, yeah, such as mango. <laughs> Crick, uh, Nick, Crick, cr- Chris. Chris, Nick. I almost called you Chris. Chris, mm. I don't know why. I look like. Do I look like a Chris? Maybe yeah, right. Chris vibes. Chris vibes. You yeah, know, it was originally maybe. supposed to be called Doug Douglas. Oh, I don't oh. like that. Doug, yeah, I didn't. No. I'm yeah, I'm not, though I can Doug see you being a Doug. I don't oh. like it. <laughs> All right, I'm warming up to it. <laughs> I'm now happy a I'm Nick. Okay, good. All right, you want a question? Yes. All right, here we go. Okay, what cross country vehicle invented by Alexander Graham Bell 
is still used today for rescue, military applications, and recreational use as well around the world. Did Bo- out like bonus bonus points if you can figure out the year that this was invented. The year. Oh my gosh. Can you read it one more time? Yes, absolutely. What cross-country vehicle invented by Alexander Graham Bell is still used today for rescue and military applications and recreational use around the world? Damn, Graham Bell. You invented something other than the phone? Damn, well, Graham Bell. My my first thought was an ATV, like a four-wheeler. But I wonder if that's All too terrain small. terrain vehicle. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's too small for, if it's like a larger vehicle, you know? I mean, cross-country, that describes not like you're going to drive it across the intercontinental, or, you know, the continental United States, but that it can, you know, work on a variety of terrains, right? Isn't that what cross-country means? I think so. context? I mean, unless he literally means used all across the country. Mm-hmm. Mr. Worldwide. The yeah. pit bull of vehicles. He was Mr. 305. <laughs> yeah, he's Mr. Worldwide. Um, the Hummer? <laughs> the Humvee? Well, that's the thing. I'm trying to think of like Alexander Graham Bell. Mm-hmm. When was he alive in comparison to Ford? Maybe a little earlier. So my man's came up with a cross country vehicle. Maybe it's a rail based vehicle. Maybe. Used like a <laughs> caboose. No, those things that you like. Right. There's yeah, like a the, seesaw the, pump. Uh, type I guess thing. I always thought of them as cabooses because they were always in cartoons. They're always at the back of the train. <laughs> um. Why do I have a feeling this answer is going to piss me off? <laughs> the skis. <laughs> See, snowshoes. I, I think it might be something. No, he didn't invent snowshoes. Moonshoes. Oh, like the Nickelodeon ones that you can jump like three extra feet off the ground or something. <laughs> right. Did those actually work? I never had a chance to try those I out. I had a friend who that. had them, mm-hmm. and I was so excited to try them on, and then so quickly disappointed yeah. when I did. <laughs> it took a lot of effort, right? Oh, dude, it, it like made you maybe a half inch higher than what you can normally jump, and it was so awkward you couldn't walk around in them. Mm. It's almost like it increased the amount of gravity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> by putting them yeah. on. Let's put more weight on those yeah. feet. Uh, can I hear the question one more time? Absolutely. I'd love to give it to you. Alexander Graham Bell. So. Graham Bell. Not only did he invent the telephone, but what cross-country vehicle invented by Alexander Graham Bell is still used today for rescue and military applications and recreational use around the world? What about a sled? Seems a little late to be inventing a sled, doesn't it? Didn't they have sleds in, like, Victorian era? Oh. Yeah. The, the toboggan. Skis? No. There's no way he invented fucking skis. Would a sled be considered a vehicle? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. If you look at the Iditarod. Oh, yeah. That tells me it's probably not sled then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I think sleds have been around for a while. What about... For recreational... It, thing is is interesting though because mm-hmm. recreational makes me think 
there's you know it's used both for people just fucking around but also used to like get people out of a situation mm-hmm. i was gonna say what about the wheelchair what if alexander graham bell invented the wheelchair now I, I can't think of it really being used for military applications. That's such a weird way to describe it. Yeah, that's that. true. That's weird. What about an inner tube, like an inflatable inner tube? So you can use that to uh-huh. like ride down the river, you know, as a recreation, uh-huh. or it can be used for rescue purposes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Life raft? Inflatable raft? Inflatable, the inflatable raft. raft. This motherfucker invented the inflatable raft. Inflatable raft. All right, we'll say it. We're going to say Indiana inflatable Jones raft. used it in the Temple of Doom to escape from an airplane. The is inflatable raft. Answer. It is. Okay. Sorry, but good sus. You were going down the right alley with thinking water at first. Mm. The answer is the airboat. Invented an airboat. The airboat invented wow. in nineteen oh five in Nova Scotia, Canada by Alexander Graham Bell. Now the earliest airboats to see any kind of use to date was nineteen fifteen. Uh, and actually the British Army used it in World War One, Mesopotamian, uh, Mesopotamian campaign. Um However, airboats weren't, you know, used by civilians until 1930s, of course. You're talking about a boat with a giant fan on the back? Yes, I am. Oh, wow. Mm. Airboat with a big old fan on the back. In fact, the first uh, airboat was named the Ugly Duckling. (laughs) And if you know, if you live in Florida, if you know anything about Florida, and I know we have a few Australian listeners, Mm -hmm. uh, they also use... The Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, they Mm -hmm. use airboat, you know, you they do airboat tours an hour away from here. You go down 41, you mm-hmm. hop in the Everglades, boom, you're on an airboat. Go have fun. Just don't, you know, <laughs> just don't reach down the water. How would go those fare fun. in the ocean? Uh, actually, they don't fare well in the ocean. Okay. <laughs> but uh, they did use them actually after Hurricane Ian. I saw a few out there going to the islands and everything back oh. and forth. A lot of people were helping out. Yeah, it was kind of like an all hands on deck type of situation. Yeah, if you had a watercraft, mm-hmm. you sh- were helping people out. Yeah. Word. All right. Well, yeah. Mark. How about yes. another question? Sure. Here's your next question from me. In what decade did women in America gain the right to vote? In what decade did women in America gain the right to vote? I have uh, instantly something that popped in my head. I want to. Okay. S- I want to say the seventies, or was it the sixties? I was thinking the forties. 50s or 60s. Maybe, I, I don't know about the 60s. The six, you, think was, you think earlier than that? Maybe you had the, the right 50s? to vote? 50s? Was it 50s? I don't know, man. I mean. Well, what was the whole reason they were burning bras in the 60s? I, well, I, I think mean, it was that a symbol. Sounds, that sounds very dumb of me to not like know that's such a huge, but I mean. It was, it was a symbol of independence. You okay. know, I think it's kind of like the bra was seen as a. Uh, you know, like a restraint, you know, something that is like uh, restrictive, you know, for, you know, maybe a woman to wear, but maybe perceived as for man- a man's benefit, mm-hmm. you know? So. I think I'm leaning more toward now the 60s. Mm-hmm. Do you think earlier than that? Yeah, I do think it was a little bit earlier. What 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 in your deep crevices of that gray matter do you think it's earlier than the sixties? Well, I know I know that like 
activism for it um, can be traced back to like the mid 19th century, like the 1800s. Mm. Oh yeah. True. So, okay. Yeah. That that's tickling the brain a little bit for me. Um, very twilightish in the studio today. I know what <laughs> makes me want to make a big yawn. I can, uh, let's nap. turn the lights on. It's kind of dark in here. And I let's turn it. the light on this subject. Yeah. <laughs> Not looking up the answer. You just like turning the light on. Lee's got his phone out. He can't play anymore. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh darn, Nick! Oh, look looks like that. you're gonna have to come up with the answer on your own. Um, uh, so, 1920s, we had what? We had Prohibition. We had Flapper Girls. We mm-hmm. had um, a lot of a lot of stuff going on in the 20s. The 1910s was what? World War One? No, that was earlier on. That was uh, maybe it was the 60s. 30s, you had. Um, the 60s was a decade of great change, you know, in general. I, yeah. Let's let's go with it. I, I, I'd I be comfortable with the 60s. Let's, let's go with yeah, it. Yeah, let's do the 60s. 1960s. Sorry, that's incorrect. Oh, if it's 70s, I'm going to flip. American women won the right to vote with the passage of the 19th Amendment on August 26th. 1920. Oh, 20s. Okay. So, yeah, we were, we were shooting around that. Damn, we should have said Landed far, far away. Oh, yeah, we, <laughs> you did shoot just about every year in the 1900s, so yeah, it's good. That's true. Damn. 1920s. 1920s. Okay. okay. Yep. I have a question of dog breeds for you gentlemen. What is you it with you and dog breeds? Even the last time I was this on this. motherfucker and the dog breeds. Did I ask about that last time? Yeah. I just feel like you've you've asked more than the the usual amount of dog breed questions. It's a popular category request. What can I say? I mean, all my questions come from my players' categories. And (laughs) though Elise has moved. I was going to say, the dogs remain popular. It's the ghost of Elise that that remains in the hallowed halls of Ollie's (laughs) asking you, ask me about a schnauzer. To be fair, I think you'll find this question interesting. Okay. Okay. The Australian Shepherd nope. breed, <laughs> as we know today, was developed in the 19th century by farmers and ranchers from which country? Mm, well, it's not Australia. It's not Australia. <laughs> That'd be, t- you know, no. Australian Shepherd. Oh, well, okay. Let's look at like most cattle breed because it's a cattle breed, right? Using for uh, uh, either sheep, cattle. It's a dog uh, breed used for. Raining and sheep and, and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, New Zealand has a lot of sheep and lamb. New Zealand is a very obvious answer being close to Australia, mm-hmm. for sure. Scotland? I was going to say I'm, England is a pretty yeah. obvious answer, I feel like. Um, Dude, to be honest with you. I don't even you, you have it in me to love suss these this. dog breed things <laughs> every time. Don't even have it in me. <laughs> to look, suss I remember this the last question. time you left me just high and dry, and you're like, "Yeah, good luck." And Nick. guess what? I'm gonna do the same thing right now. You just <laughs> oh, name a God. country. Oh man! All right. So, uh, can I get the question one more time? Sure. Yeah, let's get that question one more time. The Australian Shepherd breed, as we know it today. <laughs> <laughs> The Australian Shepherd breed, as we know it today, was developed in the 19th century by farmers and ranchers from which country? What about Germany? The German Shepherd. Hmm. Interesting. Another famous shepherd. 
And, sure there's and actually shepherds. a lot of Austria and uh, surrounding countries, they do a lot of uh, herding and whatnot. That's, gonna, um, that's the most sus I've gotten me, saying the word Germany. Well, I mean, you have German shepherd, Australian yeah. shepherd. Yeah, I feel like there's some, I don't even know if Australian shepherds shepherd. even used for shepherding. I'm sure at one point. Mm. I don't know. I feel like that's so far away. But I feel like there's other stuff. I know there's an English setter. Oh, yeah. I don't know if there's an English Good for shepherd. settling things. Speaking of the British Isles, hashtag not an ad. I went to McGregor's, the new pub mm-hmm. owned by Tom McGregor. Nice. Had a sausage pasty last night. Did you have a Guinness? I did have a Guinness Ooh. and uh, had some soda bread. They give you a nice uh, thing of butter and some jam. That's that sounds great. I was in it. How's it going over there? Great. Was it they busy? were busy as hell. Nice. Did you see any Australian shepherds there? <laughs> I did not. Or mm. German or Irish. Damn. Irish setters. Irish setters. I think that's another. Is English setters one? Maybe. I don't know. Pick uh, a this, fucking country. I, I know. This is. Oh, that face. Well, hold on. So going back to what we originally talked about, New Zealand. First off, New Zealand is pretty secluded and he did say 1900 so he didn't really give us much of a time span here but uh we know the 1900s that could be anything uh i would say that new zealand's pretty secluded it's hard i know for a fact that uh because we're going there in october hard to get dogs to fuck it's hard no it's hard to get dogs period they have to it's hard to for transporting new species or any dog breed into new zealand i should say any pet breed probably um they're pretty strict about you know well, I do want to clarify it. I said the 19th century, so the 1800s. Oh, sorry. 1800s. Sorry, 19th Just to reframe sorry. your mental context. Thank here. you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Okay. So 1800s. I bet, Many blessings. It's, yeah. It can't be Australia. We mentioned uh, any of the- God, if it's Australia, I'm oh, going to lose whoa. my fucking Is it be a glittery expectation? <laughs> I'm going to oh whip my out God. my dick and piss right on this couch. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Opened up a liquid death, and he's about. To I'm fine. I'm bringing you a mic stand. I just have to remember. Mm. Okay, so I have a mic stand. I mean a keyboard stand. Oh, keyboard stand. Yeah, you don't like it propped up on the. He keeps whacking his arm on. It's it. fine. My arm's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. All right, listen, Mark. You're not any help here. Um, We're gonna say German. German. Uh, sure. We're Germany. gonna say German. Austria. Germ- Austria. Austria. German. Austria. I feel like Austria. What's your final German answer? Prussia. Prussia. <laughs> We'll say Germany. <laughs> okay, Germany. Okay, well, you guys went all around the world in that sus. I'll tell you that the Australian Shepherd is based on the English Shepherd, a loose group of herding dogs who made their way from the UK to Spain and then Germany. And one successful German rancher brought them to Australia. No. And finally to the United States where they were bred to have their modern characteristics. No way. Right underneath our noses. Are you serious? It's not Germany though. They did. Their ancestors did spend some time in Germany and Germany was crucial to the breeds development. How we know them today is, uh, was developed by, uh, uh, ranchers in California, Colorado, Wyoming, and Idaho during the gold rush. You know what? In my heart, we're right. Yeah, right? I mean, because before they came over here, they were in Germany. Yeah. Right? That was Close a stop on the me. way from England. So, oh, I mean, yeah. you know, there's a... Yeah! It's, oh, there, ding, ding, ding yeah, in my ding, ears. Yeah, that's a... Yeah. I know it's not... No, I, no, I don't no, give no, me a no. fucking hard so time. You, so they just came from, uh, what, Great Britain? What? 
Well, the answer is the United States. Oh, the answer is the United they, States. They were the breed yeah. was refined into what we know today. They Take looked a little different. They were more like collies before. Oh, who knew the United States mm-hmm. could refine animals so well? The, so the the breeders in the UK, I think, brought them brought collies and stuff, and and that's that's where the original lineage. But they do have a genetic connection with German shepherds. Actually, those two breeds are genetically really? more similar than most people realize. Hmm. That is a that is it that is interesting dog breed trivia. Yeah, thank you, Nikolai. I earned oh, it. Yes, it's my I earned that one. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I I'll accept that. Yes, our last Even question of this lost. round, please, Nick. Okay, here we go. Okay. <clears throat> okay. In 1928, keeping with the 20s. <laughs> Maybe during the break, I'll just go get the key. I'm fine. <laughs> Lee's elbow is just bruising up over there. Um, In 1928, traveling between Berlin and Paris on Lufthansa, is that how you pronounce that? Lufthansa's 15-seat plane, passengers enjoyed what for the first time during a flight? 19 what? 28. That would be 1928. Twenty-eight. A closed cabin. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh, but they probably had that before nineteen twenty-eight, right? So enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So, a couple of guesses. Hmm. Hot towel. No, I don't think so. No. Um, we're in the money. We're in the stewardesses. Money. Okay. 15 seats. Flight attendances. Attendance. Flight attendants. Cigarettes. <laughs> oh, come on. They were You don't think before that they were <laughs> they were like, we better wait till they say it's okay. <laughs> I would, after the Hindenburg and all that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good point. I was thinking air conditioning. Air conditioning mm-hmm. was another guess of mine. Yep. Or uh <laughs> um Though I don't know, would you even say there's air conditioning on planes? Because I feel like the air that you get is just like, it's not cold, really. It just blows on uh, at you on such a high amount. You can get a cold. I think there's got to be some kind of cooling going on with the air. Maybe. Some conditioning is happening with the air. Well, doesn't I, the air get cold when you go higher up anyways? Yeah, I guess so. It's like Oh, thinner. so you think they're getting that? That's just a free byproduct of being so high up in the air. They just have some intake manifolds. Mm-hmm. Um. Meal, mm-hmm. food, and flight meal, peanuts, cracker jack. What? Fuck was that? Don't worry, guys. I think we added this stomach. after the fact, so there's like a built-in cough button. I don't even need to hit oh it. Oh my god! Just let that puppy fly. <laughs> the cheese guy. I think people heard it while we're recording. <laughs> oh, someone on Discord <laughs> just asked what the hell that was. <laughs> I think it rattled the walls of the house. There's more where that came from. I believe Ooh. it. Yeah. I'll buy that for a dollar. Well, a uh, in-flight safety demonstration. Pre-flight. Hey, okay. that safety could be. That could be. Do you really enjoy that, though? I hate that, actually. I mean, I get why they have to do it, but in my mind, I'm like, let's just go. 
Well, you know, if you fly, if you've flown before, of course, it's yeah. like that annoyance, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, God, this again. But then imagine that person who's flying for the first time. That's why I appreciate when they make it exciting and they do like a popular dance, like the Macarena or something. Of course, nowadays, mm-hmm. have you been on a flight recently? Everything's re- Dougie. Everything's recorded. Not even the flight mm-hmm. attendants really talk anymore. It's all like recorded. Yeah, I th- well, the last time I think I saw it, they had a recording do the talking, but there was a flight attendant that was like, you know, going through the motions of, you know, how to apply the mask. Well, that's and stuff nice. Like that. That's yeah. nice. Um, you don't want to lose that human element, you know. Jesus. And for those listening at home, the afternoon storm has arrived, so you might hear some thunder through the yeah. microphones. Thunder. It, it popped up on the last episode, too. Ooh. Not the rain, but you will, if you hear the occasional rumble, we are fine. It's just thundering. Yeah, Southwest Florida storm. Also, your thoughts Florida. with everybody in California. Oh, yeah. and Hawaii. And yeah. Hawaii, well, Hawaii mm-hmm. for the for the fire, and mm-hmm. California well, for the hurricane. Yeah, yeah. the hurricane. Jeez, I didn't even. You know, when's the last time you saw a hurricane in the Pacific hit? Last I think it was year. The, was it last year? <laughs> I think there was one that hit Mexico, right? Well, yeah, but for California, um, yeah, I think so. But right, I was just saying mm, Pacific, not for California. California. It's been, I think, a hundred years. I was going to say it's been a yeah, long right. time for mm-hmm. California. Terrifying. Yeah, that is terrifying. Especially after last year. Um, can you read the question one more time? I would love to. All right, here we go. In 1928, traveling between Berlin and Paris on Lusana's 15-seat plane, passengers enjoyed what for the first time during a flight? Enjoyed something during a flight. Berlin to Paris? It can't be a meal, right? That's I so think, short. I think it can be. It's such a short flight, though. I think it's less about you need it and more about we can offer it. Enjoyed is a very specific word. Mm-hmm. It could be air conditioning. I, I, I'd be amenable to saying air conditioning. But I feel like meal is just like a, a very specific thing. Hot meal. It wouldn't be an in-flight movie. Too early for that. Yeah, I think so. They've got a projector up there and a screen. I mean, I know it sounds silly, but... Okay, everybody, now make sure your phones are turned off. <laughs> We're going to start the movie. <laughs> what do you say? Phones? What the hell's a phone? you <laughs> <laughs> got a regular time traveler over here. No one do Morse code during the movie. <laughs> it's a really intense Please part. Please do not you send just, any wires. You just hear... I guess we can go with meal. We're it just see, seems like such a short flight, but maybe meal maybe you're right. slash hot meal. I am so glad that you put the slash hot meal in there. That is correct. If you oh. had said just meal, that would be incorrect. Because they had cold meals before that. They huh? had cold snacks and food. Oh. Box lunches included fruit and sandwiches that cost three shillings, my good man. Three shillings. Oh, bite it and make sure it's real. But it was in 1928 on that flight that that was the first time. Nice airline. German accents, guys. <laughs> <laughs> just the- one. Just like... Just because they're flying back and forth between Paris and Berlin yeah. does not mean that yeah. they were either German or, or French. Mm-hmm. You, for t- you almost couldn't pull out that. <laughs> All right, I'll let you off this <laughs> the time. The fuck is Paris? <laughs> I'll let you off this time. No, but yes, it said it, they enjoyed hot meal service. Warm food is loaded onto the plane in insulated bottles. Mm, bottles. So, yeah. A bottle of food? I'm assuming no, it, thank you. I'm <laughs> 
What is this, Soylent Green? I'm assuming it's like, you know how like the dim sum things come in like the cylinder tube-like things that they mm-hmm. stack up? I'm assuming it's something like that mm. to keep the whole meal hot. A bottle? A stacked bottle? Interesting. Well, mm. no, it's in the shape of a bottle, probably, or a cylinder, but it's like stacked in there. No? I don't, I don't know. I mean, well, you tell me. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't specify the, the <laughs> anything about the containers. Okay, all right. But they got a hot meal for the first time in in, in flight, despite all that cold air up there. The meal was served hot. And and added on to that, in 1936, United Airlines introduced the first functional airplane kitchen and gives passengers a choice of entree, fried chicken or scrambled eggs. Huh. Yeah. Fried chicken or scrambled eggs. <laughs> that was what it was first. What a, Those were yeah. your options. Can you imagine being a, a pair? Can you Def- imagine being the chef cooking the scrambled eggs? Oh, we're going through some turbulence. <laughs> definitely. Uh, Hope def- they ordered a extra scrambled. Someone was definitely in with someone in the poultry industry. Just yeah. Like, you know. yeah. <laughs> Anything you got, send it over there. We'll put it in the sky. We're going to put it in these bottles and serve mm-hmm. it to them in the middle of the uh, air. <laughs> do you think that was probably easier for them to maybe carry that on the planes why would they i mean versus beef or something or i don't know the bottle thing no the for the 1936 thing where it was like they were cooking on the plane Hmm. yeah i'm not sure i'm not Hmm. sure why anyways hot meals chicken is just more liked by universally yeah you don't have to worry about people from different religions that don't eat beef or whatever maybe that's a good point that's a good point or like jewish people that you know people with a specific diet chicken i think is i feel is pretty more universal Mm mm-hmm Unfortunately for them. Anyways, <laughs> let's take a little break uh-huh. and then we're gonna come back with some no notes and miscorrections. Sounds good. Ooh. Okay, we're back, and it's time for some no notes and missed corrections. No notes and missed corrections. Before we get to our missed corrections, we have a no note here from Joel. Joel writing in, hi, guys. Still love hearing you. The cancer fight keeps me tired out, but thanks for being there. Love, Joel. Thank you, Joel. Yes, thank you for being there, Joel. We appreciate your listenership and your kind words and wish you all the luck in this uh, battle that you're going through. Indeed. Cancer sucks. I I actually, I haven't talked about this, I don't think ever on the podcast, but I'm a cancer survivor. I had a uh, rare form of lymphoma in my early 20s, and it sucked. Yeah. It it was terrible. It was nice to have some friends and... uh, you know, some of the the routine aspects of my life definitely helped out, you know, sticking up with that routine. So we're happy to be a part of your routine, Joel, and wish you all the best. Indeed. Absolutely. Now, for our missed corrections, we have one here from Andy. Andy writes, hey, guys, have a missed correction from episode number 244. I found this out uh, from aimlessly scrolling through reels a few months ago. Mark says said the evil queen from Snow White says mirror, mirror on the wall. In the movie, she actually says magic mirror on the wall. Mm-hmm. My mind was blown when I learned this. Nobody that I've told this to has believed me and I had to look it up or, and, and they had to look it up crazy that we've all had it wrong for so long. Pretty cool. Nugget of trivia to stump people. Keep up the good work guys and take care. Andy. Yeah. It's one of those, like he doesn't say ET phone home. 
That's also a right, yeah, misremembered quote. quote. What does he just say? Phone home? Um, boy, I knew you were going to ask. Call, that. collect. <laughs> um, he says, um, E.T. home phone. Home phone? Home phone. Home phone? Mm-hmm. E.T. home phone? That's what he says. Mm. They should change it. They should special edition that. He also uh, famously, um, Darth Vader doesn't say, Luke, I am your father. Mm-hmm. He says, yeah. no, no, I am your father. Yeah. There's a couple of those. Yes, Chris Farley said, Luke, I am your father, into the uh, oscillating fan. La, 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 Tommy Luke, boy. Luke, <laughs> I am your father. Regarding episode 254, uh Mark Fade to One wrote in to let you know that it does indeed snow in India. Yeah. <clears throat> With some kind of emoji <laughs> that made me feel very bad. And also the various sports called football, uh, for example, association football slash soccer, rugby football, and gridiron and American football are so named because they were played on foot and not on horseback. That's why those are called football, interestingly enough. Not because you play them with your feet, specifically. Mm. Well, so, that, uh, what, what sports were they playing horseback? Well, I've always wondered with, that. like, you know, American Polo? football. Like, well, why yeah, is it okay, called football when you barely use your feet, you know? Oh. But that's the reason, I guess. They're like, we're all out of horses. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do now? Yeah. And uh, we talked about Troy uh, in our your question about ancient Greece last episode, Mark. Troy is not in Greece, actually. It's in modern-day Turkey, mm. which is generally accepted to now be a mound site named Hisarlik. So that is uh, modern, mm. modern Troy is an uh, ancient mound. In the words of Quizmaster Mark on the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, two rights right or wrong. You being right and you writing in. And if you'd like to write us with a missed correction, a rate my question, or even just a little no note, you can write to us at nononsensetrivia at gmail.com. Call us at 1-929-356-6966 or find us on social media. And please give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast service. To kick off round two, I have a question about beer brewing for you guys. Now, you were just at McGregor's Irish Pub House, right? Mm. And uh, had your beer. Mm. You're not a beer guy. It's okay. It's growing on you a little bit, though. Well, I mean, like, I like it enough. I can I can go somewhere and have a beer, and every once in a while, a beer hits right. I don't like beer while I'm eating. I, I like, I, I'm not a big bitter guy. I'm not a big, like, uh. I, I don't like, Jesus Christ. I don't like black coffee. <laughs> I don't, I don't like, usually I don't like black coffee. I don't like most beers. If I'm drinking a beer alone, it's fine. Like if, by yourself? No, no <laughs> without like eating something. Oh, okay. But like, I don't want to take a bite of a burger and drink a, a big gulp of beer. Mm-hmm. I prefer like tea or soda, something sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm like sitting down with the boys, mm-hmm. if the three of us, if the As boys went out, I would have a, I'd have a frosty beer. Sure. Yeah, a frosty mug. Yeah. Well, Be- in brewing beer today, gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What is the term for the liquid extracted during the mashing process? that contains the sugars to be fermented in brewing. What is the term for the liquid that's extracted during the mashing process that contains the sugars to be fermented? I am going back in my mind palace for this one. Please do. You're the resident alcoholic here. Oh, thank you. I actually had a beer. (laughs) It's all sitting here today. There you go. Um, Let's see. And I'm actually wearing a Paps shirt. (laughs) Like, <laughs> not excuse me. He's all brewed up. <laughs> Shirt with beers all, all over. He's all brewed up. 
It's not just any shirt. I mean, it's got. It's anyways. a nice shirt. Um, yeah. It's like a Hawaiian shirt. You know. The liquid that's extracted that contains all the sugars is going to be fermented. No, mm-hmm. uh, when I mentioned Mime Palace, I was thinking of the days when Point Bell used to do uh, brewing tours, and then also our good friend Luke, who is kind mm-hmm. of a, a brewery, brewery guy. He is definitely. A bre- I mean, it's his job now. Yeah. Did you see? He's becoming famous. Absolutely. He was on a commercial. Wow. Past guest Luke Martin. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I was thinking of what they were, the terms that they would talk about, and coming from the mash, is it the? It's on the tip of my tongue. Is it? It's not. No malt is like from the. What you add in there? Sludge. It's not sludge. It, no, it's not sludge. Is it like something like a? I feel. I feel like it's a funny sounding term. Like a, a, a peat whippet. Uh, so this is the stuff that turns into beer. No, this is the sludge you're taking away that doesn't continue into the process, the next process. I brewery. thought, but he said it's the part that gets fermented. Oh, is that what you said? Yes, it contains the sugars to be fermented. Oh. So oh, this is... Something just popped in my head. Is it uh, something like slort or... <laughs> slort? <laughs> More Lord. <laughs> no, it's something. Well, Nick, I don't know the answer, but I do know with a great amount of certainty that it's not fucking slort. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you got so excited. <laughs> Can I get a pedegna? You're, you're going to get a slort the next episode when I sample that as a new drop. <laughs> It, that had big Medegna energy because he was like, ooh, oh, ooh, I got it. <laughs> expecting to hear something that is a word in the English oh, language. No, it's, instead, I, instead of get slort. I swear, it's something like mort or something. Or, oh, you know what? Okay, hold on. Mort or something like that, right? Or um, gort, fort? Not fort. I don't know. Oh, my God. Hold on. I'm crying. <laughs> Lord, 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 of me. Um, it's the new Star Wars villain, Emperor Slort. You know, you're on to something, though. You right? really are. Um, <laughs> isn't it like it's something like Bort? Bort? Stop it. Does <laughs> bother you? Well, because I'm trying to think of the right word, and you're just saying stuff that rhymes with Slort. It's like you're in your palace searching, and I'm just slamming on the window, like, <laughs> I'd like to talk to you about solar panels. Um, oh. what the hell is it called? I keep saying I keep thinking pulp, but it's not it. It's something short like that, though. You're right. It's and I think it might be something that ends in like ORT or ORD. Um, I'm gonna need an answer here. Yeah, I know. Okay, you need listen. An answer. Okay, we don't have unlimited time. Well, you gave us plenty of time on the dog breed question. I, I don't it's, know if I can do this He's putting the pressure on because he knows that we're close. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, we're chasing this one particular uh, thing yeah. that might end up being wrong. That's true. Uh, altogether. But, um, I mean, we can say Mort if you want to. I don't think it's right. <laughs> A-E-M-E-R-U-M-E-R-U-M-E-R-U-M-E-R-U-M-E-R-U-M-E-R-U-M-E-R-U-M-E-R-U-M-E-R-U-M-E-R-U-M-E-R-U-M-E-R-U-
Lee doesn't want to hang on this question forever. All right. You just want to say Mort? Sure. Get it we'll over say, with? We'll say Mort. Wrong. If you flip that M upside down, wart. you got the right answer. It's wart. I, wart. Oh, my God. That hurts. And you know what's funny? I was going through all the B, all the letters of the alphabet, and uh-huh. I kept just like giving up when I got to like S. <laughs> you just like ah, nothing after and S. If I would have just gone a little further, oh, maybe I would have gotten my it. God. Fuck my That's life. That's how I felt Wart. after the last question. Got the answer got spoiled. Oh my <sighs> God, Wart. Jesus, Wart. I knew I, I knew it had to have an Wart in there. Smort. Yeah. What did I say? Slort. I don't even slort. Slort. I'll never forget that as long as I fucking live. <laughs> you said slort. My man said slort. <laughs> Exuberantly. Right. Here's your next question for me. Right. Hypokalemia is the deficiency of what element in the bloodstream? Hypokalemia is the deficiency of what element in the bloodstream? Right away, hypo is like the slowdown versus, you know, hyper. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's deficiency. the deficiency. Yeah, deficiency. Kylemia? Kylemia. K or H Y P O K A L E M I A. Well,. Iron is anemia, right? If you have yeah, low iron. Yeah. So it's probably like copper or nickel or brass. One of the other metal. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? Is, is this your tell? <laughs> telling me something? Um, so deficiency. Sorry. Can you say the word one more time? Hypokalemia. Kalemia. What is most words with the in that with emia? What does that mean? Hmm. It's got to be, I mean, since anemia has that same ending, it's got to be, like, related to, like, the deficiency or something like that. So it's the kaleem mm-hmm. that is... Uh, so you think it's, like, something to do with, like, uh, deficiency in the blood system? Mm-hmm. Possibly. That's, I think that's what the question was, right? Deficiency in the blood? Can we hear it one more time? Hypokalemia is a deficiency of what element in the bloodstream? Yes, what element? What element? Potassium is potassium. Uh, K, right? On yes, the periodic yes, table. it is. I like that. I like where you're going with that. And you could have a low potassium deficiency or a potassium deficiency that could affect your life. Right. Well, what they, uh, what is it they, um, I say, who, let's go with it. Yeah. Because what do they say for people who have low blood sugar or something? Or, or was it, uh, don't they give them a banana? Was it, what, what's the situation where they give <laughs> them not, a banana? I'm like, no doctor, Nick. I'm like, not, I'm not exactly for cramps sure. cramps or something. I'm not exactly sure, but I, that K is, is sticking out like a sore I, thumb to me. And yeah, and I, I do – I like that. I like right. that answer. That, that P- sounds good to me. Potassium. Potassium is correct. All right. Yes. Okay. Great job. Thank you. Got to win. Nick. Mr. Nick. All right. please. Yeah. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Drums, please. How many questions I got to do now? Just one? Just one right now, and then another one another later one. on, and then okay. another on after that. Okay, cool. Fantastic. Mm. Polydactylism is the medical term for what growth on your body? And I can spell out that word if you need to. It's either going to be uh, fingers or toes. Because Ernest Hemingway was known for his collection of polydactyl cats, which had an extra toe. So that's... Yeah. I'm thinking... Cats don't have fingers. They got toes. My my guess would be toe. Pterodactyl. (laughs) 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I know it's either finger t- fingers or toes. I'm I'm pretty positive. It's kind of like a fifty fifty. Um, I'm fine with going with toes. Yeah, we'll say extra toe. Extra toe. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, that nice. is correct. All right. I hope your guys' yes. next questions are just that temperature for me. <laughs> so I am keyed in right now. I'm keyed in. <laughs> Let me give you another one though. Here, my second question of the round for you is about palm trees. This is a botany question for you. What kind of palm tree gets its name from a Portuguese and Spanish word for head or skull? What kind of palm tree gets its name from a Portuguese and Spanish word for head or skull? God, there's so many palm trees here in Florida. Well, the only palm tree type that I know of right off the top of my head is sable mm-hmm. yeah that's a, a florida sable state palm. tree fun fact that palms aren't trees even though it's a florida state tree hmm. they're actually of the grass family you know i think uh, one state had dandelions as their state flower but uh they're actually a weed hmm. there was like some southern state like kentucky or alabama i'm not sure which <laughs> so down Okay, so we got, it's obviously not, you know, things that knock things off the list of palms. Like, it's not date palm. Date's not the name for a head. Uh, Sable palm. We have queen palm, royal palm, uh, foxtail palm. That's not. uh, Glad you know all these. I don't fucking know them. (laughs) Um, What, do you think sable? Is sable come from a background of. I'm trying to think of, like, what it means. All those other ones, you can kind of get, like, some kind of ideas to where it comes from. Sable, I do not know where it comes from, and it's the only name for a palm I know. Um, There's also... God, now I'm trying to go down the list in my head of all these palms. By the way, if you ever come to Florida, you're going to have a plethora of palms to enjoy and see. Just know that not many of them are actually indigenous to Florida. Surprise, surprise. Jesus Christ, Debbie Downer. Oh, Uh Sorry. <laughs> Palm trees aren't actually trees. If you come here, they're not actually indigenous. It's a good time podcast. <laughs> Just trying to up- uplift everyone. Um, I like this extra information. I think it's good info. Yeah, I got S- stupid information. Sable about palms, Palm, but not this answer we need for here. Um, sable. You know what? What is is Sable used in any other kind of word? word I mean, not that I can think of, and I'm trying to think of like. Spanish. I'm trying to think of like some kind of connective tissue between sable and meaning like head or sable and meaning skull. Skull and sable both start with an S. That's how you go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a good strong link. (laughs) What do you think? I don't think it's sable, but I can't think of anything else. Okay, we're going to say sable. Yeah, we'll we'll just. No, it's one that you didn't mention, actually. The uh, Portuguese and Spanish word cocoa, meaning skull, the coconut tree. Oh, what? What? Yes, the coconut palm. Cocoa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. You remember that Disney Pixar movie, Coco, yeah. that came out? Is it because skull? Because of- I think so. Huh. I don't know, though. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, be careful. That, that is so. I don't know how I feel about that one. They're out you there. You don't like that one? No, I. If you know Espanol, it's probably very easy. See? Yeah, but I bet you they don't say Coco for skull in Spanish in a normal conversation. 
Well, they might have another word, but this is where the tree gets its name, you know, because yeah. the, uh, the the coconut fruit, you know, looks like with the little divots and, and stuff. And just like the skull, you want to smash it open and get the sweet juice inside. <laughs> okay, Ernie. <laughs> uh, whose turn is it, Mark? Yeah, it's my turn. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Erythrophobia. Erythrophobia is the excessive fear of doing what, which is normally involuntary and triggered by emotional stress. Erythrophobia is the excessive fear of doing what, which is normally involuntary and triggered by emotional stress. Can you spell erythrophobia, please? E-R-Y-T-H-R-O-phobia. Involuntary and triggered by stress or fear? Normally involuntary and triggered by emotional stress. Emotional stress, and you can't you can't control it. It just happens. It's involuntary. Fainting. How do you say it again? Arith. Arithrophobia. 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 Emotional stress. Crying. The fear of crying. Fear of crying. Arithrophobia. So emotional stress. You get. Geez, there's so many things. Uh, fainting was a good one. Mm-hmm. Emotional stress, crying, um, being bummed out. Yeah, just being bummed, depressed. Depression, depression is uh, involuntary. So the fear of experiencing depression. Because you can kind of hold back tears, can you? <laughs> Sometimes you can't. Yeah. I don't know about you. <laughs> Nick can't. Yeah. Sometimes you can just suppress that shit all the way down. You don't even think about it for years and years and years. I bottle that shit up. (laughs) I mean, I emotional stress. I mean, you can faint for other reasons than emotions. Like normally, yeah, normally. Wait, what do you mean by that? Wait, the question was normally Mm -hmm. involuntary. And triggered by emotional stress. Oh, so it's normally involuntary, but this means that you so could whatever possibly it is, be voluntary. Yeah, it's not necessarily the only way it happens, just normally. Mm. Oh, okay. So you could do this. You could make it happen. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know that that discounts passing out. Yeah. But, mm, you know, you could, you know, be in an MMA fight and pass out. Yeah, you, you could know? make yourself cry. You could faint. Mm-hmm. You could... Um, I don't know. I'm drawing. You could cry over physical pain too. That would. I feel like it's one's not more likely than the other mm-hmm. necessarily. Well, I bottle this shit up, so you're better prepared for this than me. Well, what do you think, man? Do you think fainting? Or are we overlooking I mean, a third option here? Yeah, we're. I think we're missing something here. We're focused too much on the on the fainting and crying. Uh, think. Of, okay, so if you are going through major emotional stress, relapsing. Relapse, like an addiction thing. You, yeah, you could choose, choose involuntary, to go back, or you. Well, uh, that's I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't really like that. I'm I'm inclined to maybe say fainting, um, emotional stress, having a meltdown. What a, yeah. What about let Let's think about emotional stress. What it does be? Does it make you angry? Do you get like? upset angry in that sense you could cry you could entering a fugue state yeah like not being aware of what you're doing and right 
I'm yeah. trying to listen to my body right now and trying to answer this question. Yeah. <laughs> my emotional state. Your emotional speaking. I, I think there's, we could sit here and go through like probably how everybody would, everybody copes with emotional stress differently. I don't, I mean. Involuntary though. Commonly involuntary. Yeah. For the most part, it's that, involuntary. That's crucial. Yeah. What are some jobs that have a high degree Gonna of emotional Gonna need an answer stress? soon, guys. Okay. Um. I don't know. Crane operator, uh, surgeon, uh, uh, sandwich artist. <laughs> Let's just go with fainting. No, oh, yeah, whatever. That's fainting. Good. Fainting. Sorry, that's incorrect. Yeah, we- I don't know. Blushing. Oh. Blushing is the correct answer. Emotional Blushing. stress. Erythrophobia. Okay, I guess it yeah. was a little bit. More. Yeah, we, we went. We right went to the extreme. We went way. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you kind of just took like blushing to the nth degree. Right. Jeez, you were like, yeah, like what happens when someone gets tortured? <laughs> so say you're being when you say it, when you say it's like mostly voluntary. I mean, I guess the conditions where it wouldn't be voluntary would be applying blush as a makeup. Can you or, voluntary? Yeah, blush? that's that's what I'm wondering. Like. Seems hard to do. I think that's involuntary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, your your skin can looking? look flushed if you're like you know. I couldn't do it, but that's not blushing. I just tried. I couldn't do it. Nick, how about our last question right. round two? All right, all right. No, listen, man. Here we go. What did he say? He says he's gonna tell us something. All right, I'm gonna tell you something. I'll tell you something about this. All right, here we go. What was originally used as a prophylactic? against malaria but nowadays is used as a mixer with many popular cocktails what (laughs) a prophylactic against malaria yeah Uh, so you rub this on your lips to what you want me to read it again yeah well it's a cocktail oh well (laughs) it's a mixer (laughs) you want to hear it again yeah okay i knew you would mark what was originally used as a prophylactic against malaria, but nowadays is used as a mixer with many popular cocktails. A mixer with many popular cocktails. Well, so that, that talk about screwy wording, a mixer with You're cocktails. You're all sensitive about this. <laughs> well, no, no, because I mean. Your wording was fine, Mark. Uh, yeah. We're well, just saying it impacted our sauce. My, my yeah. thing with the wording here is, is it a mixer that is, that is in cocktails or is it a mixer with cocktails? Like, um, you have a you have a cocktail and you add like lime to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that would be in the cocktail then. But not a not a necessity in the cocktail. Well, it, mm. it didn't say it was necessary. It's just often yeah. included. So I think what we should get from this is just that it's associated with mixed drinks. I mean, I'm not. Okay. Gonna, I, I'm not saying that this is perfectly worded, but so. Um, I mean, everything like a liqueur that is used in cocktails. It's interesting that it's not a, a type of liquor. You know, it's not like going to be gin. I don't think is what the way that it's ri- the question's written. Well, I don't think it's going to be like a main liquor. It won't be a spirit. Yes, right. But it may be a liqueur, right? So, like you know, blue curacao or curacao <laughs> in general. Fight malaria with curacao. <laughs> The tropical remedy. Kahlua. Oh. Bailey's. Bef- before you go down this route, mm-hmm. let me let me reword this. 
<laughs> wow. Let me reword That's this. That's fair. And we'll take the new wording. Now, I the way I word it is just because I, one, used to be a bartender, so I don't think anything. Gotcha. That, so it's Understood. Just, um, all right. Let me, okay. <sighs> okay. But I'll just start with, but nowadays is used as a non-alcoholic mixer with many popular cocktails. So when I say mixer, that's what I hmm. typically add to what are, so what are your spirits. It could be a, it could be a soda. It could be like Coca Cola or something like that. So yeah, so like like a Moscow Mule is what it's ginger beer, ginger beer, mint. vodka, vodka. So ginger beer mm-hmm. would be the non alcoholic mixer, right? So what usually, at least, in, in anybody correct me if I'm wrong, but typically when you say a mixer. With that goes in a cocktail is going to be something that's adding to those main ingredients of spirits that gotcha. are better. Gotcha, gotcha, right. gotcha. Yeah. So it's a non-alcoholic mixer that's used in cocktails. Okay. I, I was just confused because it, you made it sound like maybe it was something that was in addition to the already. Right, right. I, yeah, I get it. I, I was just being pedantic to my own demise. So, um, Ginger okay. ale. I mean, you got ginger beer on the on my brain now, so I'm thinking like a maybe, seven and or all not a seven and seven, but ginger ale ailment mm-hmm. when your stomach hurts. <laughs> oh my stomach! Mm-hmm. You drink a little. But ginger is this ale? something that you rub on your skin? So prophylactic is another interesting word. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other way I really know it you being used is a condom. Yeah, which is not. It's not like I. I would like. Ginger ale would be like the day at the morning after pill. Mm-hmm. I, is that still a prophylactic? Yeah. If it's I think, preventing, I think a prophylactic refers to an item that's used for medical purposes. Okay. So that's, I, I could be wrong, but that's my understanding of, of something like that. Yeah. I'm just thinking like condoms being prophylactics are preventing the pregnancy from even mm-hmm. starting. Yeah. The morning after pill is like, uh Oh, this may have already started. Now we're going to stop it. Is that also a prophylactic ginger ale? You've got your stomach hurt. You take ginger mm-hmm. ale. That's not a prophylactic because you didn't right. prevent the stomach hurting from in the first right. place. So maybe it's, maybe it's something that you rub on your skin and maybe mosquitoes the don't prevent, like exactly ginger like a condom. Like mm-hmm. exactly. Like they go on your skin. Condoms. You rub this. condoms on your skin. <laughs> they, they get on your skin and either they can't get through this or they don't want to cause it's sticky or cause it tastes right. bad. You need a liquid condom made of ginger ale on your entire body. <laughs> That's it. Ginger ale. I, I mean, well, that's a million dollars. Let's idea talk about right what there. mosquitoes don't like. Maybe that's, maybe it's lemon lime. Maybe it's Sprite. Could be. Um, Could it just be cola? Maybe the dot on 7-Up is malaria. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's the spot, not the dot. What's well, the spot? Oh, He's got a malaria. Name, or they've got a name. <laughs> um, cool spot. Cool spot. Do you remember he, the video game on Sega? Yeah, it's That's called Sega. Cool Spot. I love, I love that. Spot game. had the sunglasses on. It's like, how do you know where his face is? Put some sunglasses on there. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there you are. Because he's just the spot. Nailed it. Um, I don't know why I'm thinking ginger ale. It just seems spice too spicy for mosquitoes. So are there? I mean, I'm trying to think of like other. Um, so things like um, what about triple sec? Is that alcohol? Triples is best. Yes, I believe it is. I'm glad you're on the train. <laughs> triple is best. Is, triple is sec. <laughs> that one is very good. Mm-hmm. 
My wife's going to make it. <laughs> um, triples of the Nova. Okay. Stop quoting. I think we should leave. Okay. Um, triple sec is alcoholic or no? I think so. Okay. Blue Curacao is alcoholic. I'm thinking soda is cheap, too. You know, all these other refined. Let's go with ginger ale. Yeah. Let's get ginger in it. Yep. We're going to say ginger ale. Ginger ale. Alrighty. You are incorrect. <sighs> Sorry. Yeah, Lee just kept up with the ginger. Ginger, ginger, ginger. Um, the answer is tonic water. Oh. It is the quinine in it. And mm. previously, the quinine percentage was much higher, but it was lowered and sweetened for consumption of nowadays tonic water. If mm. you could only see. And prophylactic, it means right preventative health care. So anything yeah, to preventative. Prevent. That's yeah. what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Cool. I, I wonder yeah. if, pl- if plan B would still be considered a prophylactic, being that it's still preventing, I would say, I don't know. If mm, yeah, tough I guess call it depends on that one. On, yeah, because it depends on what religion. Tune in later you are. for the hour-long debate. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, are we ready to take a break? Yeah, let's take yeah. let's take a little I break. It's like a race and, horse. Uh, we'll be back with our final questions. Mm. And we're back uh, with our last round. Uh, Nick, would you please be so kind? I would be more than happy to do so. All right. What life-saving sea creature is more closely related to arachnids than they are to crabs or lobsters? Life-saving sea creatures. Well, when I think of life-saving sea creatures, I think of dolphins. But it's not dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> the spider dolphin. <laughs> Holy hell. What a horrifying image just popped that in my is mind. a horrible yeah. image. Well, I'm just saying it's like the only thing I can think of when I think of life saving. Because I think of the story about the guy uh, that jumped off of the Golden Gate Bridge to kill himself. Oh, God. And realized while he was on his way down, he didn't want to die. He hit the water, broke like all of his arms Everything and legs. Broke, broke it all. And these dolphins apparently bumped him up to the top of the water wow and that's how he survived this was in that documentary right the bridge mm-hmm. which is very good very depressing but very very beautifully done and very good i love to see how that guy's doing nowadays <laughs> you know what a spider dolphin is called an octopus let's just call it what it is an octopus you think it's octopus no i'm just saying oh. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> if there's any spider dolphin of the sea it's the octopus can i hear it one more time absolutely certainly sir Okay, what life-saving sea creature is more closely related to arachnids than they are to crabs or lobsters? What about the horseshoe crab? Mm. It's other than crabs and lobsters, but don't they harvest horseshoe crab blood? They do. They do. Uh, It's used for medical purposes, actually. That's a great guess. And they look kind of spidery if you flip Mm -hmm. them upside down. But you would think that they look like a crab or maybe a lobster, you know, from the top because they have that hard exoskeleton. I like that. Let's go with it. The horseshoe crab. We're going to say horseshoe crab. That is correct. <laughs> yes. Yes. He said crab in the name, which made me think that maybe I was uh, I was wrong. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good a point. Yeah. If you use crab in the qualifier, 
I mean, you can argue back, though, if somebody's like, hey, you said crab. It's like, yeah, but if you're listening to the question, I said they were not exactly. related to the crab. Exactly. So it's it's a bit of a misnomer. Yes. And uh, it, I don't care if you, if you really want to know. But yes, they're blue blood. They have blue blood. Mm-hmm. And they have. it's been known that they have a third party. One with a silver spoon in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> blue ones. blood horseshoe crabs. <laughs> Basically, they they pick up these these creatures and they get the blood out, but they don't kill them. They're supposed to not kill them. And then they once they go through that, they get the blood that they need. They put them back in the water, let them go about their day. But <clears throat> they notice that they're having trouble with population size of horseshoe crabs nowadays, and the eggs that they produce on the beaches are also having a problem with migrating birds. They're not getting enough food when they're traveling. And on top of all that, we have now officially made a synthetic version of their blue blood. Yep. And what their oh. blood is typically used for is to connect to proteins and vaccines. Oh. So we don't have to serve as vampires to these creatures anymore. Because right. we just abduct them, take their blood, but and we're still put them doing back. It. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe a future where we just use the synthetic blood might be on the horizon. Yeah, let's hope. Indeed. All right. Mark, here's your question from me. Held in turn by the ancient Phoenicians, Greeks, and Romans, Cyrenaica is a region of which North African country? Held in turn by the ancient Phoenicians, Greeks, and Romans, Cyrenaica is a region of which North African country? How is Nica spelled? I'll tell you how the whole word was spelled. C-Y-R-E- N A I C A, Cyrenaica. What was the last? Sorry, Phoenicians. is a region of which North African country? Held in turn by the Phoenicians, the Romans, and the. Can you spell that one more time? I'm so sorry. No problem. C Y R E N A I C A. Okay, it's not what I was thinking. North African countries. So I, Egypt. I was initially thinking Nika being actually in I K A, Nika, which mm. is like I know the sun god. Uh, okay. Or in some cultures, like Nika, I guess is what they say. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but anyways, it's not that. So, what do you know about Africa? I know Egypt is towards the top, but he just mm-hmm. asked about Kemet a couple weeks ago, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure that he would return to Egypt as an answer so quickly. Just to metagame it a little bit. There's Morocco. There's... I wish I had knew better geography of... Chad? <laughs> Ch- Chad? Uh, what, did, what did they call that, um, the horn, right? Down where you come to the... Is that still North Africa? The Horn of Africa, isn't that? I would probably describe that as the Horn of Africa on the east. Yeah, yeah. Is that still? I mean, it is in the northern half of it, but the Horny of Africa. He would he would say located in the Horn of Africa. We're looking for a country or yes, country. Dude, I don't know. Let's just go with Morocco. Okay, yeah. Let's make I know that's short. near the top. Whatever. Morocco. Sorry, that's incorrect. The correct answer is <laughs> Libya. Mm. Libya. Libya. The. Uh, would you say it was the Nike? <laughs> the Nike. Cyrenaica. 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 Okay. In Libya. Mm. Do you know what anything about that area or what it was used for? It was just held and turned throughout history? <laughs> nope. Held and turned throughout history. Okay. okay. Boy, oh boy. Pretty cool, huh? That's, that's exciting news. I'll look it up and see if it's cool, actually. I need more info to see if that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Not cool, like, that's awesome. Yeah. Are you, are you probably, sure? Probably. 
probably sounds like it was probably a horrific probably time. Sh- <laughs> probably shady at best. Yeah, we'll double honest. check that. Just like, are you sure that switch is right on your mic? <laughs> you want to come see real quick? <laughs> All right. Well, the, our last question. We're 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 ending on a lighter note here. Yeah, yes. With a question about bubble gum brands. Mm, okay. Bubble gum brands. Bubble gum. Bubble 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 gum. Bubble gum. Bubble 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 gum. Known for its unique packaging, what red, white, and blue brand of bubblegum was introduced by trading card company Tops in 1947? Tops? Cards, right? Or were they doing other things? Well, they were doing baseball cards, but they had right. gum in them. Right. But red, white, and blue? Yeah, the original Wait, major the league. The packaging was red, white, and blue? Yes. Known for its unique packaging, what red, white, and blue brand of bubblegum was introduced by trading card company Tops in 1947? Uh, you know, the colors of the packaging as well as the brand colors. The brand colors. So not the gum itself. Well, I mean, Major League Chew was mainly white, red lettering. Was there blue? Major League Chew? Are you talking about like the uh, the pouches? Yeah. I mean, no, I don't think so. Uh, hmm. I don't think I'm thinking of it now. But um, I mean, like the grape is purple and the packaging yeah. is purple. I don't think it's very red, white, and blue. What were the little ones that started with a B? Those little bubble gums. Bazooka Joe. Bazooka Joe. Is that's red, red white, and blue. blue. That is that's red, white, and blue for sure. Yeah, and they had little comics, little comics in there. And tops, tops didn't just do only cards though, right? Well, no, but I think he's saying like tops may have bought them and used like that gum to make the sticks. Um, Maybe, maybe I'm just like misunderstanding. It was introduced by trading card company Tops in 1947. It was introduced. Okay, well, I mean, but they've got like that that connection. Okay, the gum that came in those was very very hard. It was very similar to Bazooka. Yeah, I think Bazooka Joe is the right. Yeah, because then did. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did they used to have like it was like a almost in the shape of a card, like a long cylinder? It like, was not it was like came as, with cards. It was as tall, but right. not as wide. Right. And so yeah, and it would be very very hard, just like Bazooka Joe. When you get yeah, it, yeah. you got to like really work oh, it. Yeah, you got to like do some smithing on it to <laughs> yeah. really get to that juicy. <laughs> You've got to smelt it before you can dealt it. <laughs> would you, would you smoid it? <laughs> you got to slort it. Slort it. Yeah, That's absolutely. Do you want to say Bazooka Joe? I yeah, I like that. Yeah, like, we'll say Bazooka, yeah, like bazooka or Bazooka Joe. Joe. Which one? Oh boy! Oh, <laughs> are you kidding me right my. now? Well, all are here. Which one? Which oh, one are you committing to? Bazooka, Bazooka Joe. No, can't, wait, no. Can hold I on. do meals slash hot meals? Joe was the name of the character in the. I comics. was just gonna say that. So, so I just, think it's bazooka. just bazooka. We'll say bazooka. That's right. <laughs> yes. That's right. What was that? Bazooka. <laughs> bazooka. <laughs> Yes, Bazooka is the correct answer. I did, when I asked this originally, have another hint that it's also now owned by sports company Fanatics, but I felt like this weighted the question very heavily towards sports and led to a lot of people writing down Big League Chew mm-hmm. as their answer, mm. which it is not. And it's fine to have that as like a wrong answer alternately, but I thought to tighten it up a little bit, just removing the Fanatics thing from the equation, just saying it was introduced by Tops. that's enough of a misdirection yeah. from the correct answer without being a, like too like, hey, by the way, you should go with the sports one you're thinking about because there's two sports related. I think that's a here. smart move. Smart move. Yeah. Great. Jeez, guys, come on, huh? What a great episode. Hey, what a fun time. This has been so fun. 
Nick, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast. And for supporting us in Patreon. Absolutely. Indeed. And thanks for listening, everyone. As Please everyone Please join should. us every week for a new episode by subscribing to No Nonsense Trivia Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the No-No in several ways. The easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends. You could also leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform. And you could support the podcast by buying some merch. There is a link in the show notes for that. Or you can support us on Patreon by visiting our website, thenono.com, and clicking the support link at the top, which will take you to our Patreon page. I guess you could also look for a link to that on Spotify soon as well. Mm. And that will give you access to bonus content, our full library of episodes, and more. A big, big, big thanks to our Pibs Masters, uh, Kaz, Rick G, Adam, a.k.a. Dr. A.G.E., Sam Spencer, Blake, a.k.a. Motor Liquor, Brandon Long, Adam Volga at Esma at Red Crest Kitchen, Tim with Pat's Garden Service, Tommy, and Gil. It's Gil. And also our team captains, Ed, Hayden, Matt, Skyler, Kristen, Fletcher, Lydia, OG Aaron, and DHX3. David Holbrook, David Holbrook, David Holbrook. And if you'd like to write us with a rate my question. Rate us with a write my question. A miscorrection. Or even just a little no-no. Little no-no. No nonsense trivia gmail.com is the email address or call us at 1-929-356-6966. We also have a spot on uh, a specific spot on the Discord. Yes, we do. That's actually the best place to put it. So yeah. it doesn't get lost in uh, in the email. So don't be a archive. And please give us a follow on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Threads, X, YouTube, at No Nonsense Trivia. X. X. Want to hang out with us throughout the week? We have a Discord channel you can join. Just check the show notes for that. We also have a Facebook group. The link for that is also in the show notes. Or you can just go on Facebook and search for the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast to join us there. And finally, don't forget to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service. Five stars only, please. Until next time, No Nonsense listeners. Have a great week.